Season 1, Episode 70, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, The Gospel of John, Chapter 16, Verses 1 through 33. I'm going to take a look at Schofield's outline quickly, a hundred year old outline of, uh, of the Bible in a Schofield reference Bible which is the one I grew up with and I left for a little while but I've come back to it because I've listened to some of these recordings and I really liked um, the outline that that uh, the words he chooses I I like I like these words they're old words but anyway chapter 16 uh, the first outline point which he doesn't number or so they're just uh, I guess of equal value number one here uh, the disciples warned of persecution to me this is one of the great evidences that this is the inspired word of God why would you uh, why would you defend or if you're making up a lie about the resurrection of Christ or anything like that if this is a conspiracy if they are following cunningly devised fables when we when they made known unto us the power and coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and we're not eyewitnesses of his majesty why would you uh, be, be martyred to the to the last man, uh, John. They attempted to martyr him, but it it failed, and they let him die on the island of Patmos. And write uh, his five uh, books of the New Testament. He's the second most prolific writer. Peter is. I mean, Paul is number one. John. Then there would you could say there's depending on who wrote Hebrews. I'm going with James. It's very Jewish, and he was a Jewish guy. I mean, they're all Jewish guys, but he stayed in Jerusalem anyway. James. Uh, could wrote too if if you include uh, Hebrews, uh, the book of James and Hebrews. Peter wrote first and second Peter, and then you have uh, Matthew, Mark. Um, uh, did I include Luke with two? Uh, he wrote the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts, and then you got uh, Matthew, Mark, and you've got Jude, and. James, if he didn't write two, if he didn't write Hebrews, and then Paul would get an extra one at 14. Paul comes in at 13 uh, books of the New Testament or 14 if he wrote the book of Hebrews. But I'm going with James, but that's just my opinion. So you can take it or leave it. Um, all right, so um, we've got... Uh, the next uh, point here starts in verse 7 and goes through verse 11. The threefold work of the Holy Spirit uh, toward the world. And uh, the next point here is the new truth to be revealed by the Spirit. Verse 12, I have yet, Jesus says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. He's talking at the Last Supper. He's going to be dead in the grave, his body will be uh, in paradise. This day you'll be with me in paradise. But he will have been killed by in the next 24 hours. And he, uh, he said, and they just can't bear him at, at this time. When the, uh, the Holy Spirit comes, howbeit when the Spirit, when the Holy Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you in all truth, for he, for he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will show you all things to come. And we have the Holy Spirit. And he says 
either in 16 or 17, he says, uh, not only am I speaking to you, uh, 11 apostles, because uh, Judas left uh, back in chapter 13 after the foot washing, um, but uh, Jesus said, what you do, do quickly. And uh, anyway, uh, to the 11 apostles and to all that will believe thereafter, which includes myself and you if you're a believer and uh, you if you trust Christ by listening to these or come to Christ by some other means, uh, believing in the Savior. Okay, uh, the last uh, uh, outline point here is uh, verses 16 through 33 to the end of uh, John chapter 16. Um, Jesus speaks of his death, resurrection, and second advent, which would be the second coming of Christ at the end of the tribulation. So, let's start in uh, verse 1 of chapter 16. Jesus says to his 11 apostles at this point, Judas Iscariot has left, These things have I spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of their synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that, they, that he doeth God's service. I think that's what they thought when they killed Christ. And that's why Jesus could say, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, killing Christ was not the unpardonable sin. The unpardonable sin, if you're not a believer, you're committing it right now. It's unpardonable if you die without trusting Christ. There's just not a second chance later on. You have now until you die. And and uh, take no thought for the morrow. For, no, how does it go? Um, anyway, in the book of James, it says, um, oh my gosh. Um, uh, your life is a vapor. It appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. So don't boast on tomorrow. Trust Christ today. If I were, if I were you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right. Um, they shall put thee out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh when whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. So he's predicting their persecution and, and death. Okay, the work of the Holy Spirit, which I really enjoy, um, starting in verse 4 here. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I have said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. So, And he even has things he's not going to tell them uh, because they couldn't bear him at this time. He's going to wait for the Holy Spirit to tell them uh, when they receive it at Pentecost in 50 days. All right, uh, continuing the, the work of the Holy Spirit here. Uh, but now I am, but now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask me, Whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, Sorrow hath filled your heart. He's saying goodbye, and uh, he knows man's heart. Uh, he knows his apostles' hearts, and everyone's heart for that matter. But John chapter 16, verse 7, he knows your heart. 
knows my heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So the, the, the Comforter is holy, is, is universal, is, uh, what's the right word? Um, everywhere, all present, omnipresent. Uh, characteristic of, he has that characteristic of God, which Christ, while he was human, may have devoided himself of that ability to be everywhere at one time. He was 100% human and 100% God, so uh, he knew things that, that uh, but I'm not sure he was omnipresent. But the Holy Spirit is, so the Holy Spirit can indwell me, can indwell you, uh, and but it's not going to boss us around. Our choice, we still have a free will. All right, verse 8. And when the Holy Spirit is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me. The work of the Holy Spirit is to reprove the world of sin, righteousness, of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me. The Holy Spirit is doing everything he can do to get you to believe. You're not indwelt by the Holy Spirit, but he'll bring people into your lives. I don't know, give you every opportunity. But obviously Judas didn't believe and he was chosen and everything else. He was one of the 12, yet he never believed. I don't think uh, Thomas believes at this point yet. But uh, he will uh, after the resurrection. Anyway, of sin because they believe not on me. That's the work of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of sin Righteousness of judgment. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. For God hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. To convict the world of sin, righteousness, and our lack thereof. Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Uh... Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. And eternal judgments, there's five of them. One is the judgment of Christ on the cross, which is going to occur in real time in, in what we're reading here within about 12 hours. Uh, he'll probably be nailed to the cross in 12 hours of this. He will die, I would say he's on the cross in 12 hours from saying this. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. There's five judgments. Only one of them has taken place uh, so far. And that's the judgment of Christ on the cross for all sins. The irony of people going to hell is that their sins have been paid for by Christ on the cross. But it doesn't count. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness without faith. You must believe in... Uh, your own unrighteousness, I think. you got to repent of your dead works. You're not going to earn your way to heaven. Just give it up. Repent of your dead works and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Realize it's a free gift and put your faith in God. And probably all you got to do is put your faith in God. I don't know if you have to repent of your dead works. But to me, it's kind of important. It's called, in Hebrews 6, 1, it's called fundamental, uh, foundational truth 
of, of Jesus Christ, repenting of dead works and faith towards God. So I know I did it when I trusted Christ. I think I did it first. I believed it was a free gift. And then I also believed that God was a good God, that he loved the world, that he loved me, that he loved my brother, that he loved my family. And, uh, and we all need to put our faith in Christ. And, and I hope I'm greeted by my brother when I get to heaven. I never had a chance to talk to him. But it's my hope. But here my hope is kind of in my brother. You know, what he did during his 32 years on this earth. Did he put his faith in Christ? I can't, I can't do it for him. But I know he had a chance. God lighteth everyone that cometh into the world. And, and I can live with the God of John 3.16. For God so loved my brother that he gave his only begotten son. That if my brother would trust in him, he would have eternal life. Kind of making it personal, but anyway, um, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I was telling you the five judgments. So there's the judgment of Christ on the cross. There's the judgment of the church at the judgment seat of Christ. Also known as the marriage feast of the Lamb, which lasts lasts the seven years of the tribulation. Then there's the judgment of Israel, the 70th week of Daniel during the tribulation on earth where they pass with flying colors as they, uh, the 144,000 are, are slaughtered to the last man. Um, but there are believers that help them, that feed them when they're naked and, and all that kind of stuff. And, the, and there's people that don't believe in them, that turn in their, turn in believers and to the Antichrist and father against son and mother against daughter and all of that. Um, then you have at the end of the tribulation, so there's really three that hurt, occurred during the tribulation. The judgment seat of Christ in heaven, the marriage feast of the Lamb, the judgment of Israel during the tribulation, and then the, at the end of the tribulation when Christ returns, his second advent, is uh, the uh, sheep and the goats. The judgment of the nations, it's called. And believers live on into millennium, and unbelievers uh, are cast in the lake of fire with Satan. So, your call. And then there's one judgment left, and that's at the end of the thousand-year reign. Of, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, end of the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth, and that is the the judgments, uh, the great white throne for punishment. The heaven, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, and so I think this is kind of a spiritual thing, myself, but maybe we physical. I don't know, but I think it's for all believer, for all unbelievers. If you die without Christ, you're going to be uh, judged at the great white throne for punishment in hell, and maybe. Maybe there's different degrees of punishment. Um, will not the creator of all the world do right? I think he will. But, but I think there's different degrees of reward in heaven. And I don't want anything I didn't uh, earn. And that's true. Uh, well, for me, it's true of, of reward in heaven. But uh, for the unbeliever, I, if I was an unbeliever, I wouldn't want anything I didn't deserve either. But, but anyway... Um, a little scary note there, whosoever should keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. So I, I don't know how that works out. If I were you, I would trust Christ. Put your faith in a loving God that loved the world, that gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And everlasting life lasts forever. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. That is never. Okay. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 12, verse 13. Howbeit when...
the Holy Spirit is come, the Spirit of truth, He is come. He will guide you into all truth, and He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He shall show you things to come. He shall glorify Me, verse 14, He shall glorify Me, for He shall receive of Mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. So the Holy Spirit's going to come and teach you what to say when you're before all these judges for the next 30 years. In the case of John, maybe the uh, next 60 years that he's going to survive, that the Holy Spirit is, is allowing him to write what he writes and, and uh, lead people to Christ. He's the last living apostle, John, longest living apostle. All right, uh, John chapter 16, verse 16. Uh, Your sorrow will turn to joy. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Okay, there's two points here that I think that he's saying. Um, one is that I'm going to rise from the dead in three days. But when Jesus is taken up uh, to heaven prior to Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit comes down, um, John isn't going to see him for 60 years. And uh, he's going to, well, except in dreams, uh, when, he, when he writes the book of Revelation. But um, he, uh, and a little time to God is, you know, your life is as a vapor that appeareth for a little time and vanisheth away. So uh, a day is a thousand years and a thousand years to the day. So I'm not exactly sure, but I'm very used to Jesus Christ jumping over to, uh, you know, to 60 years would be nothing for him to jump over. Um, anyway, verse uh, 17. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to my Father. Well, he does go to the Father. That's the first thing he does after the resurrection. When he sees Mary Magdalene in the garden, he says, Don't touch me. I have not yet ascended to the Father. So he leads captivity captive. He leads, he empties paradise, and they all go for the first time Abraham is in the presence of God in heaven, and uh, all the believers, David and all those people are, are there. They're taken out of paradise, and um, which I'm sure was a very nice place, but not in the presence of God, because God waited until sins were paid for, uh, and then he allowed the, the, the uh, sinful, to uh, the born-again sinful, uh, that, that are clean because of what Christ did on the cross. He's removed their sin as far as the east is from the west. Verse 18, They said, therefore, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. So they're a little confused. And Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of what I said a little while? and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, and you shall see me. Verily I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. 
and ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. I just see this over and over again. The joy, uh, Paul said at the end of his life, none of these things move me, neither count on my life neither count on my life dear unto myself, that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of God, grace of God. And I know it's self-serving to say that I'm pretty happy, but I, I just, I, I'm loving uh, the situation I find myself in at this time. I was very sad when I lost my wife six years, be seven years ago, ago this August, but, but uh, after my near-fatal motorcycle accident, I... I don't know, I've just got a purpose and, and, and reaching the world. I'm in 13 countries now. I've been listened to 870 times, played. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if God's going to use this or not. But um, I think he already is from a little feedback I've gotten. Uh, John chapter 16, verse 21. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow in childbirth, because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. So if you live through the tribulation, um, very sorrowful time, but when it's over, it's over, and great joy to be in the presence of God as a believer. Not so great to be in the presence of God as an unbeliever, but um, because you're going to be judged for your sin because you refused to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. To him that worketh not, Romans 4, 5, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. That's you and me. But you got to not be working. you got to repent of your dead works. Realize they're never going to save you. You can't say you're trusting Christ if you're working your way to heaven. I'm sorry. Um, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Romans 4, 5. Okay, verse uh, 22 of chapter 16. And ye know therefore, and ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, when I rise from the dead, obviously, and your joy no man taketh from you. So again, he's trying to comfort the eleven apostles and um, and they're going to remember when they see him, hey, this is pretty good. Uh, he was right. But it's going to be 50 days. Well, not 50 days. They see him off and on. I think it's 10 days before they see him the first time, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be wrong about that. Anyway, um, verse... Uh, I, I could be very wrong about that. But I need to study my Gospels more. Okay, um, verse 23. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. So all your questions will be answered, I guess, at that point when you see him again. He's risen from the dead. It's all good. We don't have to be afraid. The Comforter is coming. They've got about 50 days to wait for Pentecost for the Holy Spirit to come. And then they're just on fire. But even Peter can make mistakes during that time. And not uh, when James comes to Antioch, they kind of separate from, from the Gentiles. And Paul calls them out on that. All right, verse 23. 
And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he shall give it to you. He'll answer your questions, I think is what he's talking about. Here, hitherto ye have asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive uh, that your joy may be full. All right, I have overcome the world here. That's the last section here. Um, John chapter 16, verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. It's kind of strange for him to speak in Proverbs to the disciples. He normally tells them straight up. But, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but, ye shall show, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. So, um, uh, I'll just read it again. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. So, uh, I guess that's through the Holy Spirit he's going to teach them. Uh, at, that, at that day ye shall ask in my name, and I, sh and I say... And I say not unto you that I pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you because you have loved me and believed that I am, that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father and am come unto the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. So again, he's saying goodbye, but we do have chapter 17. Uh, for the final goodbye, final prayer with his apostles before they go to the garden and he's taken prisoner um, and killed. John chapter 16, verse 29, His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou Camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you believe? Do you now believe? I was just thinking about, what about Thomas? He doesn't believe. That's a few days away. Uh, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, and now is come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because... The Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I think when he's taken captive, they are very heartbroken. Uh, they haven't really understood what's going, what's coming on. But uh, but then when he returns and sees them. Uh, Again, they are overjoyed. And the rest of the New Testament, or their epistles, are very joyful. Uh, Second, uh, Second Timothy and Peter, is, uh, Paul is very joyful, even though he knows his time. He's, he's fought the good fight. He's kept the faith. Peter says, you know, that in Second Peter, that his time is coming, but it's a very joyful letter. And uh, I think God gives you peace at the end of your, at the end of your uh, race, if you will. 
All right, I'm going to say adios to God. And I'm going to say, via con Dios, go with God. <laughs>